Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. going on guys your intrepid host beans is here back with another episode of alaska watch and um <clears throat> i think we're fully in the throes of spring here in alaska it's been warm uh, had some pretty crappy weather over the last couple of days with a ton of rain uh, but it's helping to melt the snow uh, it's uh sunny and warm here today i'm actually kind of fighting the the itch to go do something outside the only thing uh the only thing that's keeping me inside really is that I know that it is a soggy, muddy mess outside because of all the rain we've had. That's really the only reason why I haven't just blown off work and just taken off to go do something. So I've got my window open here in my office, uh, the sun's streaming in, and uh, just kind of enjoying the view. Waiting for it to dry up a little bit. We're supposed to go several days here uh, without any more rain. Hopefully that holds true. And things firm up and dry up a little bit. Uh, I have a huge, a huge block of ice uh, sliding off my roof right now. It's actually taking out my gutter. And <laughs> there's just, there's nothing I can do about it. This thing weighs probably hundreds of pounds. And if I try and, uh, you know, if I get out there and start whacking it with a shovel or something, it'll probably fall on me and kill me. So I'm just going to have to wait till it uh, dissipates and then... Uh, get somebody to fix my gutter i've uh, had some other uh home home related uh to issues which i won't go into too great a detail with but um uh, it just seems like anytime i try and do anything uh home improvement related it just it, it i'm not going to say it ends in disaster but you know you watch these videos on youtube and the guy's like oh here's how you do this or here's how you do that it's really simple it's one of the most simple home improvement things uh, that you can do yourself. And then I try to do it and it doesn't work out. <clears throat> Usually what happens is I'll try to do something. I realize I can't do it with the tools I have. I'll go out, I'll buy the tools I need. I still won't be able to do it. Then I'll have to pay somebody to come and do it. That's kind of the, the cycle here. Uh, I'm just, I'm not that handy guys. I don't, I can't explain it. I don't have what you call marketable skills. I can uh, solve crimes and uh, mysteries and, and, and recover stolen items, but um, I cannot hang a picture straight to save my life. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. A simple home improvement project that should take, I don't know, half a day, not even, will take me three or four days just because of all the problems I run into. Which my house is, it's getting kind of old now. And a lot of the things that have been here have been here since the beginning. So, you know, a lot of these things that I'm starting to have to replace now are 20 plus years old. So eh, I can kind of see how some of it happens. Um, when you're trying to take something out that hasn't been moved in 20 years, you can run into problems. But anyway, I know you guys don't want to hear about my home improvement problems. Uh, I always like to throw a little banter in at the beginning, kind of to let you guys know what's going on here. Uh, but uh, I've got some cool news, some cool information 
<clears throat> recently, uh, just last week, we went out to, I guess we're still calling it Area A, um, even though we're, we're open to, to better idea, to better names. Um, we went out to Area A to open up the cabin, get it ready for the season. Uh, there was some work that needed to be done out there. Uh, we had to get the dock uh, set up. Uh, last year, the last time we were out, or last time I was out there, we, we um, took the dock in. We brought it in. Um, and then this time we went out, we put the dock out. And a lot of work, a lot of work goes into getting the cabin up and running uh, for the season. <clears throat> and so we wanted to go out there and get it ready. Uh, the word is that there might be some special guests heading out there here pretty soon. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if uh, we're allowed to talk about that or what the um, what the classification rating is on that information. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention any of it. Uh, just just suffice to say we need to get the cabin ready. And so Rob Roy and uh, myself and the owner and a couple of other gentlemen headed out and we started getting the cabin ready. Uh, we had a lot of snowfall this year and there was a lot of snow <clears throat> kind of in the, in the yard of the cabin. I'll, I'll put it that way. And we had a lot of, um, a lot, uh, suffice to say it was, it was hard getting around a little bit around the cabin there with all that snow on there. And it was cold, uh, at, at night. I mean, it would be 60 degrees. It would feel like out on the deck when the sun shining down on it and, oh, it would be so nice. But as soon as the sun dipped behind the mountain or went behind the cloud, the temperature would start dropping. It would drop automatically, you know, 20 degrees. And at night it got cold, like, like straight up cold. So we didn't spend a lot of time outside. Uh, the fire pit was kind of snowed in, so we didn't have a fire, uh, outside an outside fire. So, uh, we didn't spend a lot of time outside at night like we usually do. Usually Rob Roy and I will set out, uh, to midnight or later and, you know, keep our ears open and, uh, flee around the cabin, stuff like that. And we didn't do that this trip because, uh, the weather sucked and, um, well, the weather didn't suck. The temperature was, was too cold and, um, we had all that snow around the fire pit. So we didn't really have, um, a good place to, uh, to set up for the evenings so we, we kind of just, uh, chilled in the cabin in the evening, <clears throat> but, uh, suffice to say, we didn't really have to set out at night because we actually had a little bit of activity and a lot of activity during the day, actually. Uh, you know, the last few times I've went out there, uh, I've, I've been kind of disappointed. Uh, I've heard all these accounts, uh, from people that have been out there and had, um, experienced things. And it seemed like every time I went out there, you know, there would be little things that would happen or I would hear kind of, I would hear something maybe kind of far off in the distance, but I never really got a good, like, aha moment. And, uh, this trip that kind of changed, you know, last year we were speculating like, oh man, maybe it's because of the heavy snow. Maybe it's because of the heavy snow. Uh, this year, like I said, we had a heavier snow than we did last year. And, uh, I, I kind of thinking now maybe that might've not had anything to do with the inactivity we had last year. So, uh, the first thing that I really, like kind of really hit me. So we're putting the dock out, right. <clears throat> and it's this, there's this big metal, uh, gangway that goes out to the floating part of the dock and we're putting that in 
and we're kind of having a hard time because you got to line it up and um, put it over these bolts and then, you know, bolt it down. And we're having a hard time getting the getting the, the bolts and the holes, you know, we're getting a hard time. We're having a hard time uh, getting it down onto the, to the concrete block. <clears throat> and of course, you know, what do men do when they're having a problem like that? You know, you hit it with a hammer. I mean, that's how you fix everything, right? At least that's how I fix things. So we're trying to get this, this thing pushed down into a position where we can bolt it on. And, uh, Rob Roy takes a hammer and he starts, he starts banging it, this metal plate, he starts banging it to push it down onto these bolts. And while he's doing that, uh, off behind us, it sounds like on the other side of the ridge, we start hearing, uh, some vocalizations, like some whoops and hollers. And it, it wasn't the echo of him banging. Uh, and I would tell him, I, I, I one time I, at one point I tried to, I tried to get him. I was like, it sounds like it's doing it every time you hit the metal. So I was like, turn around and pretend like you're hitting it, but don't hit it and see if it makes the noise. Cause I was trying to see if it was watching us or if it was just reacting to the noise. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Rob quite understood what I was trying to get him to do. Anyway, it, it, I don't think that was the case. I think it was actually reacting to the noise. And, uh, that was, that was pretty interesting. And, um, I kind of speculated, I'm like, you know, the cabin's been out there for a few years now, <clears throat> or at least they've been building on it for a few years now. Maybe they're in, and, and the owner has, has mentioned more than once, like there seems to be an increase in activity when, like when he would run his chainsaw and he would cut some, some, uh, wood up or something. And the last few times we were out there, he ran the chainsaw and nothing really happened. And I kind of speculated after this last trip, after we got that um, activity, after the, the the banging of the metal, I I, I kind of uh, wondered maybe if they're used to the sound of the chainsaw by now. They're used to the sounds of us working on the cabin. They're used to the sounds of the normal activity. But that, that metal on metal, that, that was a shrill you know what it sounds like when you hit a piece of sheet metal with, um, with a hammer, that sound was kind of new, uh, not something that's made commonly out there. So I wonder if maybe that is what kind of provoked a reaction. So that happened. And I want to say it was kind of quiet after that, after we got the dock installed, which we worked on it for a long time. Uh, we had run into a couple of issues and, probably because of my, not necessarily because of my involvement, but just because of my presence. I probably jinxed the whole thing. <laughs> and, um, anyway, it seemed, if I remember correctly, it seemed fairly quiet after that. And then by the time we got done with everything else, I mean, we're exhausted. We've been working hard all day, at least hard for me anyway. And the next day, you know, that night I went to, I forgot to put my recorder out. I actually thought about it at one point and was like, oh, well, the next time I go outside to take a leak or something, I'll take it out and, and set it out. And pff, <laughs> I, I didn't do it. And honestly, I kind of gotten, I, you know, I've set it out several times out there and I've heard a couple of ambiguous things on it. And, you know, nothing that I could like, oh, man, that's definitely uh, that's definitely a squatch or that definitely seems squatchy to me. I've, I've heard some things on my recorder that I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know what it could be, 
but uh, I kind of got a little complacent. Wasn't too excited about setting my recorder out, uh, even with the vocalizations that we heard that day. But uh, again, I was tired. Uh, I had a couple of beers. I was I was <laughs> I was ready ready for bed. And the next day, I get up, and um, I had done. There was these big boxes. They were heavy, <clears throat> big, heavy boxes, and I had to carry them up and uh, store them in the cabin. And so I've carried them up into the cabin. Um, you know, they were really heavy. They were like 60 plus pounds a piece. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm done. The other guys are working on something else, um, in another, on another part of the cabin. And I kind of felt like I was, I was due a little bit of a rest. So I sat down on the porch on the little swing out there and, uh, was just kind of taking it and the sun was shining down. Oh, it was so nice. I had, had a little beverage, you know, I was, I was, it was perfect. And other than the other guys that were working on the, on the, um, shed at, at the cabin there, it was pretty quiet. Uh, every now and then you'd hear them yell at each other, or say, uh, say, tell them, you know, you move over here, put that there, you know, don't touch that. <clears throat> so it was, it was kind of comical, but it was real peaceful in a, in a sort of way. And I'm sitting there and I'm just enjoying it. And, uh, at 10 35, Cause I, I remember like I made a little note on my phone at 10 35, I heard the clearest Christmas knock I've ever heard out there. I mean, it sounded just like that hollow knocking baseball bat on a tree sound. And it came, it's, there was no echo, which makes me think that it came from the other side of the ridge behind the cabin. <clears throat> and I got real excited when I heard it and I sat there, you know, I stopped swinging. I'm like, I'm, I'm concentrating, listening. And less than a minute after I heard that knock, uh, a plane went over. Not not very low. It was probably a commercial jet that went over. But I wondered, it made me, I was like, well, was that knock because the, the plane? Did they hear or see the plane coming before I did? Make the knock to alert others. And then that's, you know, that's what it was. So I made a little note in my, in my notes. And uh, eventually the, the owner of the cabin came out. <clears throat> Uh, and I was, I told him about it and we talked about it for a little bit. Well, then we, um, we got back into doing stuff and I had come up the stairs and the owner was right behind me, maybe, you know, 20 feet or so. And I walked into the cabin to get something. And as I walk in, as I'm shutting the door behind me, I hear him be like, Hey, or, you know, Hey. And, uh, I stopped and I turned around and I opened the door. I'm like, are you, are you calling me? And he goes, yeah, did you hear that? And I was like, no. And apparently as soon as I'd walked in, which the cabin's pretty well insulated. As soon as I'd walked into the cabin, there was another knock. Sounds like probably from the exact same area. And he had heard it and I had not. And we waited for a second. We're like, well, maybe another plane's going to go over. And it didn't. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't, it's, it's kind of odd. I, I don't know why they were not. I mean, it was the middle of the day. Um, as far as I can tell, nothing was really changing. Uh, you know, we were at one point I was just sitting on the porch at the other, in the, an hour later at the other knock, uh, we were walking back into the cabin. So I don't really know. I don't, I know a lot of times when stuff like this happens, we tend to think like, well, what were we doing that would cause that activity? So, and we're inserting ourselves into it. So maybe it didn't have anything to do with us at all. I don't know. And then, uh, you know, we kind of went about the day and 
we were getting ready to go. Uh, I think we left about 3 p.m. We were kind of gearing up to leave, getting our getting our stuff together, uh, taking the stuff out to the boat that we needed to go. And we we're all kind of hanging around on the deck, uh, kind of just, you know, in our final preparations to leave. And uh, we heard several vocalizations from probably, it sounded probably about like, maybe the same area from where I heard those knocks. Uh, I think there were some some whoops and uh, some short howls. And uh, at one point I thought I heard something that sounded kind of canine-like. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was pretty exciting. That was probably the most activity that we've I've experienced uh, since I've been out there. And uh, ironically enough, it was probably the trip where I, I have done the least amount of squatching, I'm using quote fingers, than I ever have going out there. Uh, generally every time I've gone out there, <clears throat> I have taken at least one trip up the hill behind the cabin, uh, either alone or with somebody else and, you know, poked around in the woods a little bit. Uh, this trip, um, Rob Roy and I did go, I think on the first day we went up and we went kind of behind the cabin, but not over the ridge <clears throat> and poked around a little bit back there. But, uh, it was, I mean, probably less than an hour. And for the rest of the time, we were we were pretty busy. We were working. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, you know, maybe it means that uh, if you go out there and you don't spend any time in the woods, maybe uh, there'll be more activity. I don't know. It's hard to say. But uh, it was it was exciting. It was an exciting trip, and uh, I finally got some uh, validation that there's some activity going out there. And, you know, I always kind of knew that I, I never didn't believe there was, wasn't anything going on out there because <clears throat> I've heard so many people talk about the things that went on out there. Plus, I mean, just look at the area. It shares so many similarities with other areas of uh, a lot of activity. You know, you've kind of got uh, this flat area where the, the cabin sets and then immediately behind it, you have this really steep uh, ridge or hill that goes up to a ridge. And a lot of the activity seems uh, centralized on the hills and the ridges. And there's so many other places where you hear about activity like that. And it's a similar setup uh, ge geographically. So I got really, really excited about that. I was really happy to experience that. I was a little disappointed I didn't get any of it on audio. Uh, but at the same time, I almost wonder, well, if I had my audio running, would it have happened? You know, it's almost a chicken or the egg scenario. Like, you know, if, if you, if you, if you're seeking them, you won't find them. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, guys, I wanted to share that with you. Um, I didn't get into too great a detail. Uh, I did make some notes and I'm going to write up a little field report like I always do. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time, uh, as far as activity goes. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I think this year might be, hopefully might be the year. Um, I know there's some stuff, actually the, the owner's headed out there today, like today, right now. I uh, just talked to him a little bit ago and he was on his way out there. He's got some more work to do out there. And, uh, I, I'm kind of, I kind of wish I was with him now. I, I, I'm, uh, curious to see what happens out there. I, I think something, um, I think something else is going to happen. Uh, I think they're going to have some uh, good activity this year, and I'm a little jealous. I wish I was out there uh, to experience it. Um, but hopefully they get something great, like some great video or audio or something like that out there. But even if I'm not there, I, I hope they get it. Uh, 
and I hope they share it with me because, man, that would be awesome. But anyway, guys, um, I'm going to get off here. I'm going to try and uh, get another episode out here, hopefully uh, next week. Uh, We'll see. I might be busy with some other things. Uh, You know what those are. And anyway, guys, uh, be sure and head over to the alaskwatchpodcast.com webpage. Uh, We've got all the podcasts on there you can listen to. We've got a little store where you can uh, peruse various wares of the Alaskwatch brand. Uh, we've got uh, a few hats left. I think we've sold out all the the gray ones. That seems to be the, the popular seller. And in fact, that's when we were uh, looking at the hats, when we first got them in, I was like, I'm going to keep one of these gray ones. So that's, that seems to be the popular color. Uh, I think we're going to order some more here uh, pretty soon. We'll probably have those with us uh, when we hit the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Conference in July. Uh, if you're going to be in the area, come out and see us going to be some uh, great speakers and some great vendors there and uh, that's all i got people have a good time enjoy your spring and uh, keep in touch mm-hmm.